Welcome to Make Dance Fun, the podcast from Confetti on the Dance Floor that's all about adding fun, festiveness, and a little fancy to your dance studio. In each episode, we'll be sharing tips, tricks, and tools that have helped us run a successful business for almost three decades. I'm Becca Moore. And I'm Danny Rosenberg. Together, we own Rhythm Dance Center, where we are known for our fun and energetic atmosphere. In addition, we created Confetti on the Dance Floor to inspire dance teachers and studio owners through our fun products, creative ideas, engaging blog posts, and now this podcast. So let's get started and make dance fun. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 42 of the Make Dance Fun podcast. Today, we are going to chat about the process for our performing company auditions. The logistics of the auditions is something we and our company directors are currently working on, so we figured it was a great time to share it with you guys. So I know that each and every studio has their own process for selecting their performing and competing companies, and that makes perfect sense, and that's great. What works for one studio may not work for another. So for us at Rhythm, we've always held auditions for our companies, and we do have somewhat of a formula that really does work for us. But that being said, we do tweak a few things each year and try to make the process as efficient as possible um, so that we can, you know, attempt to streamline things each year that we um, start the audition process. So we're not going to go into incredible detail, but we are going to do just go through more of just a basic outline of what our process looks like. Um, In the event, you guys might hear something that will work for you, or maybe something that sparks an idea that you might be able to incorporate into your audition or selection process. Yes. And so that, like Danny said, that is kind of what is happening in our world right now. We always do our company auditions in the spring. I know everybody does theirs a little bit different. Uh, We like to get our set in the spring before we start our fall registration. And that way, going into summer and going into the show and all the things, everybody kind of already knows like what their schedule is going to look like. And we know what our company is going to look like. So we're just going to kind of go through, like Danny said, like what we do, our basic outline of uh, how we make it happen. So we always start before we even release any information. We always start with a meeting with our company directors. And it's usually several hours of meetings. And we all kind of come with our own notes on, you know, what went well this season, what maybe didn't go great, what changes we may want to make. Do we want to have any, do we want to add anything uh, that we want to do differently? So we want to try to get it all out there to everybody in our packet that we put out. So we, after we have this meeting, we have a very comprehensive audition packet and it's very specific to what we do at our studio. And so I think that like, that's one thing like that you should also do is you should create something with information about your company and how it works at your studio so that um, everyone will know what they're getting themselves into because a company is usually a little bit crazy. So we put all the details in this one packet and in our meeting that we have our company directors, we try to go ahead and we set our dates for the auditions, which for us at Rhythm, it usually takes us about two weeks to get through auditions. Uh, We, like we said, we make updates to each company. We create our audition forms in this meeting. We update all of our pricing. We use a Google form for their audition forms. And that is just, you know, linked right on our website. And then it's filtered right into a spreadsheet, which makes organizing everything pretty easy. The first part is pretty easy. I think 
I don't do any of the spreadsheet stuff, but uh, one of our company directors, Katie, she's the one who organizes it all. And it is a huge project. It is so crazy. We usually have about approximately 300, a little over 300 dancers that audition for our company every year. So organization is key. It's really important. And it's just such a beast of a project. So luckily, Katie's very organized and very awesome at getting all of that ready so it'll run smoothly. So one thing we did last year that was really awesome um, that we're going to do again this year is that for all of our existing company dancers, which Danny, about how many company dancers do we have in company? About about 250 right now. So approximately 250 kids that are already in a company. And I will tell you that for us, once they're in a company, they stay in a company. We don't kick anyone out. We don't demote anyone. If there's an issue with a dancer, that is something that we would have have addressed in a, in a private company, in a private meeting with our parent. And we would let them know, hey, your dancer did this and they are not going to be invited back next year. But that is, I mean, <laughs> that doesn't happen. We've been doing this a long time. It's happened maybe twice in the history of rhythm. So, and honestly, I think if there's a dancer that's, you know, really like causing a lot of problems or they're really not in it, they're just going to make their own choice to not audition. So that usually works itself out, honestly. But we want to, because everyone has to audition again, we want them to go ahead and get those forms in so that um, Katie can start working on it. She usually starts working on it like during spring break. So like, We want them to get those audition forms turned in. And you know how kids are. Sometimes they want to wait as long as they can. So what we did last year, we said, if you fill out your audition form before spring break, you get a free summer open class, one free summer open class. And also then that's just kind of an an incentive to get them into um, one of our open classes over the summer. So we did that. And then also the first three dancers from each company that filled out the form, we got, we brought them in and did a super quick photo shoot. When I say photo shoot, not really photo shoot. Basically I took a photo of them and we had them fill out like a little questionnaire about like what their favorite things were about the company that they're in and all of that. And we use that to promote our auditions on social media. So that was a really fun thing. And then that also gave me something to use to promote our auditions. And like I said, I just took one or two quick photos of them. I just told them to wear their favorite dance outfit. They literally stood in front of our like decorated fun wall. And then I used that on social media. You can probably find it if you Google, I don't know, not Google, not Google. Search the hashtag (laughs) on Instagram, maybe Rhythm Auditions 2021 or something like that. Uh, I'll try to post one of those pictures, a couple of those pictures in our stories the day this podcast comes out so that you can see that. Um, But it was a really fun thing and also just a great way for some other people to see like, oh, hey, this, uh, this dancer is in our connection company and this is what she loved about it and this is what she has to say about competing. So that was just a nice little thing. So we'll definitely do that again this year. But we just think it's so important to share as much info about our companies as possible so that the dancers auditioning along with their families can make an educated decision about which company is going to the best fit for their family. So that's what we do in that initial meeting as we go through all the things. We update our packet and we get that sent out so we can get everyone registered for the audition. And we don't charge for auditioning. I know that's a question and some people do that. We've never done it. 
Great for you if you do. <laughs> Revenue stream. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, so yeah, so Becca obviously just mentioned about the informational packet that we put out because as she said, it is super important to us to be, um, to try our best to be as upfront, clear and honest with as much information pertaining to each of our different companies because there are different expectations for each of the companies. Of course, the packet has the dates, the times of the auditions, but we also talk a lot about what it means to be a part of our company, what the weekly schedules and rehearsal schedules might look like throughout the season, um, what the performance and competition schedule might look like, what the approximate cost will be. That's the one of the biggest ones, the time commitment, of course. And then um, also we like to talk about, you know, what we expect as far as, you know, their time commitment, but their conduct and the ethics standpoint. You know, we do expect a lot from our dancers and we want to make sure that anybody considering to audition for our companies understands that, you know, upfront. Like Becca said, we want them to be able to make the best educated decision for their dancer and their family before auditioning and potentially, you know, taking a spot, um, and then deciding they're not really up for the up for the gig later in the season. So once all this inf information goes out, we do hold parent meetings to go through all of these details in even, you know, in more detail uh, to really break it down for everybody. It's literally Becca and I reading through almost every line of the packet and expanding on each topic. This is also a great opportunity for the parents to hear from us directly and also ask any questions that they might have. And they tend to have a lot, which is awesome. We would much rather answer their questions and, and get the information out ahead of time rather than after the audition process has started. We just want to make sure that, you know, ensure that everybody knows what's happening. Um, we do require that any pair, that anybody that's auditioning for the first time for one of our companies is required to come to the appropriate meeting that their dancer is auditioning for. Or if they're considering auditioning for a higher level or a different level than what they're currently in, we also require them to attend one of those meetings in person. We just, we want to know that they've heard us explain all the details and what the expect, expectations are prior to auditioning. And even if they don't fully retain it all, we know that we've said it, they've sat in front of us and looked in our eyeballs and we've really done our part to educate them the best that we can. So getting the information out is really, really important to us. And we do it as many forms as we can. Uh, the next thing we're gonna talk about is just our uh, company format in general. We, um, during our auditions, we cast for four different levels of performing companies. We have a total of 11. We have our mini stars. That is ages five to eight. That's our youngest company. We have our connection performing company. That is ages eight to 18. We have four of those. We have a mini junior teen and senior. We have our fusion performing company, which is an advanced level company. They are ages 12 to 18 and we only have teen and senior levels for this one. And then we have our edge company, which is our most advanced level. And it is also ages eight to 18 and four levels, mini junior teen and senior. And so this works for our studio. We, as you know, we have a big studio, so we have a lot of people who want to participate in a lot of different things. And so we want to make sure that we're providing opportunities for those dancers so that they can uh, take advantage of having an awesome, fun performing opportunity and to be a part of a team and be a part of something special, which we think is a great thing. And we, so we want to provide lots of opportunities. So we do. So then uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is just like basically the audition, the audition format. We always have a preliminary audition where we just do a ballet and jazz class. So 
everybody that's auditioning, they do these classes by age. So everybody comes in that's a certain age and they take a ballet class together. And then for jazz, they come in and they take a jazz class together, but we also have them learn a jazz combo. And we have been doing that because COVID year, we did all of our auditions online. And I will say that was one thing that kind of stuck that we thought worked well. We we pre-recorded a jazz combo for them and and posted it in Dropbox. And then they were they were able to learn it ahead of time. That's what we did. We pre-recorded. That was the word I was looking for. <laughs> we pre-recorded the audition combo, teaching the audition co- combo. That way they can watch it. They can look at it as many times as they need to. And we found that everybody came in and they were a lot more confident with doing that, doing that combo. And so we look at them in ballet and jazz. And then after that, we do callbacks and everyone who auditions gets a callback. So no one gets cut after that first round. Everybody gets to go all the way through. And depending on what they're auditioning for, they will have to learn another combo, a hip hop combo, a tap combo, contemporary combo. Um, and then after that, they come back in for those callbacks and they do all of those different styles for us. And then we kind of do another round where we post all their numbers. I don't know if I said that, but we do assign numbers to all of our dancers. And that is part of the thing that Katie does when she gets getting them all organized for, you know, and they get their number based on what company they're auditioning for. So like if they're auditioning for edge, it's usually the, you know, the first part of the numbers, it'll be like, say numbers one through a hundred or something like that. Uh, and then they will use those numbers for the entire audition, no matter what callbacks they get to come to or anything. And that way everybody just can remember their number. And we post those numbers on our website. So after that preliminary ballet and jazz, we will post the numbers on the website of what callbacks they need to come to. And then they come to the callbacks. And then after the callbacks, we post the numbers on our website of who makes what company. And then we also, at that same time, we send out a very detailed email. If they made the company, it will include an invitation to join the company. If they didn't make the company, we will let them know that we did not feel they were quite ready And we will give them an explanation as to what we think they need to work on. So all of our dancers that audition are going to get an email from us no matter what. And again, we just try to educate the dancers and parents as much as possible for what the process looks like. And I mean, we've been doing it the same way for a long time. And we still have kids that have auditioned like 10 years in a row and they still ask us 800 questions. So, and it's funny because it has been kind of the same, but, but we want to make sure that they are clear. So we're always happy to answer all of those questions. And of course, when those emails go out and the numbers are posted, we have some really happy dancers. And then of course, we're going to have some dancers that are bummed. They didn't make what they wanted to make, or, you know, maybe they didn't make any company, but we always try to find, we always try to provide feedback in those emails. And we also even set up meetings if we need to, to help the dancers and their parents understand, you know, what they may need to work on in order to reach their goals. So I think that that's an important part of it too, to give that feedback if you can, uh, just to, you know, make that dancer feel, you know, I think that that's been a big part of what we do. And then a lot of times those dancers will do that and they will achieve their goal that next year, or maybe they won't. And we just, we keep just trying to, uh, you know, stay positive and let them know. 
that there are plenty of opportunities for them to get to dance at Rhythm Dance Center. So we don't want to ever make it seem like there's no opportunity for them. So we want to try to give them an opportunity if we can. So I feel like we gave you a basic outline, uh, <laughs> a condensed version of how it works. But uh, hopefully this has given you some ideas on how you could maybe do <laughs> some audition stuff. Yeah, like, like I mentioned earlier, this whole process, company audition process or company or elite team process is really different for everyone. So like Becca said, we just hope that you've found our process to be somewhat informative and helpful in some way when you start planning your company auditions or selections for the new season. It, it is a huge project for us each year, but with each year, we learn what works and what doesn't and new ways to streamline and make the process a little easier to manage. So before we go, we want to switch gears just a little bit and take a quick moment to um, share a camp confetti of the week. So right now we are deep in camp creating. Um, so we we just want to take a minute and over the next few weeks and share some info about some of our favorite camps with you guys. So today's highlight is going to be Marquee Mixup. Um, this super fun camp is for elementary aged dancers, and it focuses on musical theater and jazz movement. The dancers learn some fun facts about iconic movies and shows such as Wicked, Matilda, Hairspray, Cats, and Annie. Um, this camp includes center floor and across the floor combos and activities, along with a super fun improvisational dance game. They work hard to produce a show at the end of the week that incorporates all that they've learned and utilize all of the crafts and props that they've made throughout the week. It's nonstop fun with incredible music, so check it out and don't hesitate to reach out to us or to Shelly with any questions that you might have. Yeah, I know that a lot of the people who have used that camp, it's so fun to see what they've done with it, uh, just because you can do so much with like Broadway style shows. And I think it's also just a great little camp for your dancers that maybe they're not super into like, you know, ballet and tap. Um, or hip hop. Or mm -hmm. hip hop. Like that's one of the reasons we created this one uh, just to give, I mean, the musical theater and jazz. And I think that like, I think it's also a great camp for kids that maybe they have no dance experience. I think it's a great right. way to get their feet wet uh, into dance, you know, and so hopefully the you, that would be something to get them into your studio and then they would want yeah, to register. Yeah. I think the fact that it's, you know, based around Hairspray and Cats and Annie, these are all themes and movies or shows that most kids, whether they dance or not, have some sort of connection to they're familiar yes. with. So that's and they all have such good music, too. No, that such was good that music. was like some of the the reasons that we picked these shows is because they all have uh, great music, age appropriate music, which is all obviously really important for your elementary age dance camps. Uh, so and a challenge these days <laughs> and a challenge. Yes. So there's some great background info on those. And uh, that's definitely a super fun camp. You should check out uh, if you are looking at those camp confettis. Okay, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will be back next week with more confetti fun. Have a great week. Bye.